This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm your host, Sammy J, and welcome. This week, I got to chat with the incredible Claudia Saluski. She is a YouTube OG. She's been on the platform for 11 years. She's done everything from vlogs to lifestyle. She's also done some amazing collaborations. And her newest venture is starring in I Love My Dad, which is a movie that just wrapped production a few months ago and it hasn't come out, but we talk all about that Having a healthy balance with social media, therapy, anxiety, journaling, life, her relationship with Phineas, and so much more. I hope you guys like this week's episode. Claudia, I'm so thrilled that you're on my podcast. First of all, I just realized this is like the first time a couple is coming on because we had Phineas in season one, and now you're here in season three. I know. That's awesome. I feel like we need to then have a reunion where we're all together. The three of us. On the same conversation. Yeah. We should. And you know what? I've been, I've watched your videos, I'd say for like five years now. So I love your channel. I love the way you edit. Um, And you've been on social media for so many years. And I know you can relate to this. Being on social media at any age can be difficult with Mm -hmm. everything that it's surrounded by. What has it been like being on social media for so long? But also trying to keep like a sane mental health. What's interesting, I think, is social media changes so much. I feel like it kind of didn't really exist when I first started making YouTube videos. So I guess thinking about what my headspace was and where I thought this was all going when it first started versus now is so different because when I started YouTube, I'm not sure Instagram really existed yet or it had just come into play. TikTok didn't exist. And it felt like I think the shift was like I treated social media as this thing where I'm putting these things out and I am editing cute videos and having so much fun in the creation process and dumping it somewhere. And now social media has become this like bigger beast where you're creating, you are also – 
you know, watching and taking in other people's content and you're also communicating. I was talking about this with my friend the other day, how like we feel that social media breaks are really healthy, right? Oh, yeah. Just just getting off Instagram for a few days or whatever. But now there's this component where like I have so many people in my life that I only DM and that's like our source of communication. Interesting. So then what do you do? It's like the new text message. It it really is. I So I just started college and something I'm realizing is everyone, they don't ask for your number. They only ask for your Snapchat. Yeah. Which is so odd to me because <laughs> I just deleted Snapchat and Instagram, by the way. I didn't delete my accounts. I was just like, I need a break. But like, mm-hmm. it goes to show the people that actually care about you will text you. Definitely. And the people that don't really, you know, have an interest and will just send you random photos and won't even have a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's odd. There is definitely like, a difference in the platforms. I feel with DMing, exactly what you're saying, it's like sharing a photo or commenting on something or just giving it a heart while text messaging now is like this commitment where if you've made a friend on social media and you exchange numbers, you're like, oh, we're going there. Oh, It's we like are. a true friendship. And then if you go to FaceTime, oh my goodness. Oh my a gosh. A hundred percent. Are you a big FaceTimer? Do you FaceTime friends every day? You know, I think so because I forget... There's just something about it that forces me to be more present because when I'm on the Mm -hmm. phone and I'm doing something, I can so easily be distracted. But when I'm looking in someone else's face, it's it's just more personal. And I like talking to faces instead of just like audio, if that makes any sense. What about you? I totally agree. I'm such a fan of FaceTime. Uh, Phineas is on tour right now, so we are constantly FaceTiming all the time. Although the feature of being able to like swipe away and still have the little person, you know, the little box. But it's on pause. Is it on pause now? Or can you? I think it is. Because sometimes I'm looking at his face and I'm like, you are not. You are not looking You're at not, my, you are not, yeah. you are reading a text message right Yeah, now. it's so, it's when the eye glances. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I totally agree. I think FaceTime is like the optimal prime communication experience. Yeah. Um, and it's like the closest to real life, which is great. And also like, I mean, truly, I feel like I learned this throughout COVID, but like everyone is a FaceTime away and it's crazy how connected you can feel after even just like a 10-minute conversation. It's one button away. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> um, so we love it for that reason. But to jump back to like social media and kind of maintaining sanity, right, and all of that. And I think we are just like living in a world where we are all sharing our lives, whether you are an influencer, creator, actor, you know, whatever is bringing you to social media or if you just – Want to. Mostly like a watcher, a listener. Exactly. All these things. Um, I don't know. It's tricky. I, I was thinking about this recently about like the the com- the contrast of like I feel like sometimes we post to feel seen or for people to see that we are busy. We are doing things or hi, look, I'm happy. And I. Yeah, it's to prove something. Yeah. And it's like. And then there's another version where, you know, you you have a photo that makes you really happy or you are documenting a memory and you want to share it. And that's the really pure side of it. It is such a double-edged sword. And I feel like every single day is sort of like a little bit different. And um, I think I fall in both categories. I think we all do. And Absolutely. yeah, so I don't know what the answer is. I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> I think everybody is, but it's hard too when you want to post something, but then it's so easy to get caught up in the, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, this didn't get any likes. Oh my goodness, I have to delete this. Turn off your likes. That's what I did. And you just post what you want to post. That's what I say. That's what I'm trying, the place I'm trying to get to. Have you seen the social dilemma? Dilemma? (laughs) Yes. I turned off my Instagram and Snapchat notifications since I've watched it and I don't have them on anymore. And I only have my like Gmail and text and that's it. Amazing. Same here. I, the notification setting that I had on before watching that was like anyone who I follow, if they comment or like anything, I would see all of it. Um, And I just like do not need to know what time someone is liking something. Like if I am really that curious, I can go to the photo and I can click on view more under the likes and like see, oh, cool, cool, cool. I don't need to see the moment it's happening, you know? So same here. I'm glad that we're all going through that because I feel like it's one of those things where I've noticed just in the short time I've been at college, Mm -hmm. just 
how much time everybody is on their phones, including me. So I'm trying yeah. to cut back. I'm really in a space right now where I'm trying to be the best version of myself, where I'm trying mm -hmm. to grow. And something I love about your channel is you're documenting your whole process. Um, I know you've gone into journal journaling and I'm really trying to get into it. <laughs> what are your tips? Because I have trouble like it's not doing it's starting to do. It's like sitting right. down, designating the time. Mm -hmm. Does it really help? Would you say? Okay, I love it. And honestly, it's one of those, if you're looking at it as like a form of therapy, it is something that can, it can make you feel different ways. Like, I think it is, um, it's like untruthful to be like, it's going to make you feel amazing all the time. Because sometimes like, the times when I really need a journal are when I'm at a low point and, and then journaling it like makes me sadder. But yeah, there at the end of the day, I just, like, love recording and writing down, like, where I'm at, you know, on a specific day or in a specific moment because I love looking back. I mean, I think that's, like, partially why I've made my YouTube channel so personal and, and very vlog style is because I just love, like, being able to record these memories. You can see your growth as a human, which is awesome. That's crazy. It is very trippy to go back on videos and see, like, what I was interested in reading and what I'm talking about and the way that I'm speaking. Like, I don't know. We just, like, change and evolve in so many different ways. But I think with journaling, this is what I'll say. Okay. Um, and I'm, like, trying to do this to myself or for myself with reading right now, which is, like, give yourself smaller hills to climb. So, like, Journaling can definitely feel very intimidating. What do you write about? How many pages? Like people talk about like do morning pages, three pages a day. I rarely am journaling three pages a day. That is only if I am like on one. I am like <laughs> caffeine's running through the veins. I'm like, yeah, I got so much to write. Of course. But I think like giving yourself um, just like literally the shortest, smallest prompts of like one of my favorite things to do is – um, let's say it's like at the start of a week, I'll just write, I'll write the date and I'll write like more of, less of, and I'll just write more of, and then just list things that like have brought me joy or things that I want to do more. Ooh. And then just like less of things that haven't brought me joy, you know, less of staying up too late, less of, you know, whatever it is, people pleasing. I don't know. Like for sure. And I think giving yourself like a few questions like that gives you that format of like, because sometimes it's, you're just like, I don't know what to write. Yeah. And other times I just make a list of things that I'm, like, grateful for. And that puts me in a – that is definitely, like, the most re rewarding, I think, in the moment. Because being grateful is – it really just kind of, like – Puts things into perspective. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I think start – like, give yourself no expectations on, like – writing pages and pages and pages. That is not what it is. I use my journal to write like lists, to-do lists, like literally anything. Sometimes I draw. And I think that's what's fun is like dedicating a journal to literally dumping whatever you want in it. Yeah. I think also like my like perfectionism wants me to like stay in theme with what I am writing. And I'm like, okay, well, that's if how I'm, I am. Right. You're like, yeah. well, if I'm going to draw on this journal, then I'm going to have a separate journal for the drawing. That's where and, <laughs> and it's like, you just have to release that and be like, like, I literally have my journal right here. I'm like, this girly has everything in it. And the way that I organize it in my brain is I'm like, this is my 2021 girly. Love that. And she stays with me and I write whatever I want in it. And I think releasing that sort of feeling of like needing to organize really kind of like sets you free a little bit. I know. And I think I honestly think we have a lot in common because I know you did a whole video about being in a funk. And girl, <laughs> do I relate to that? I know. Because I don't know if it's a combination of just like being in a pandemic for a year and a half or mm -hmm. like just growing as a human. But you want to better yourself. But sometimes like I saw your video and I related to it and just like. I feel like I want to get a bunch done, but then I don't. Yeah. I feel worse if I don't. Yeah. I mean, that all falls into, like, giving yourself those smaller, like, hills to climb, I think. Um, I don't know. It's really tricky. Like, I'm, I'm personally coming into understanding that I, for so long, have, like, based my value and worth on my productivity. Um, don't know where that came into play with my childhood, but that's certainly where I found most worth. And I'm, like, kind of re, 
um, I don't know. I'm I'm like trying to rewire in myself and be like, no, no, no. That's so incredible, though, that you're doing that. Yeah. And it's, I think we're just like in this time of life where like hustle culture is just like very, you know, it's seen as like that you are, you are killing it. If you are busy, if you are productive, if you're doing a million things. But I think like finding joy in just like doing things for yourself and just letting yourself relax like that's really important and I for so long would feel so guilty about it or like if I have slower periods in life I'm like oh my gosh I'm not doing enough oh my gosh and it's like always just like remembering to give yourself the perspective of just like if things are feeling slower or if things are feeling less chaotic like eventually things will pick back up for a season of life and you will look back and be like, oh my gosh, I had all the time to like get into all those books I told myself I was going to read. I had all the time to like focus on uh, doing hikes or like whatever. I think it's just, it's like so perspective. Yeah. And that's what I'm telling myself. And I think we're all experiencing a lot of that definitely through COVID. I think like COVID forced a lot of us to look inward. And now that we're in this like in between where things are opening back up and we're like reestablishing our relationship to like balancing life. life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like I I personally have been like going really crazy on like socializing. I'm I'm trying to I get I think I'm trying to repay all the lost time. Yeah. And you know, that's tricky too, because sometimes you just need a night to yourself. It's listening to like your body and what you yeah. need, which it can be really hard. And yeah. I think social media exacerbates hustle culture because mm-hmm. you see everybody coming out with a new line or a new this or a new that. And it's like, you know, sometimes you just need time for yourself to grow. Yeah. And that's just as productive, I feel like. And that's something 100%. that needs to be reminded of. A hundred percent. And I think also like back to what I was saying about like feeling the need to post on social media to feel seen by others. It's like at the end of the day, if you are not genuinely happy and feeling just present and grateful and fulfilled and all those things, like that is where the source should be coming from. Those are the questions for yourself to be answering for yourself, not for others. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I'm a big proponent of therapy. I've been in therapy since I was like on and off since I was like eight. That's amazing. And I am so grateful for that because I've learned so much about myself and how I grow. You talked about the therapy where you put these like electrodes on your, can you please tell me more about this? Because I'm very curious. I literally just came home from an appointment. (laughs) Like I just had it done this morning. Okay, wait, please explain. So, okay, so it's called neurofeedback, and it is something that, like, is becoming more widely known, but I certainly have never heard of it. And it's sort of, you hear it, and you're like, is this a life hack? Like, this does, this sounds like <laughs> Kind of sounds like a TikTok life hack right here. It really does. It really does. So I got introduced to it through Phineas because his therapist, like, specializes in it. But there's, I, I guess there are therapists, uh all around that do it like it's definitely becoming more and more popular but basically neurofeedback there's like two stages of it the first one is they're like taking all these little electro things and like sticking them all around your head because like basically your different parts of your brain obviously are in different locations and so she kind of She's very specific about where she puts everything because every part has a different purpose. And the first thing that she does, uh, I'm saying she because his therapist is a woman, and she um, essentially like sends off a very low frequency. And at first I was like, this is sus. This is scary. This does not sound uh, safe. But it's actually like the amount of... Um, like, doesn't our computers come off radiation? Exactly. Exactly. And like, so the wavelengths that it's sending are so low. They are like, I forgot the the actual number, but it is the smallest fraction of what like literally these headphones are emitting or a cell phone. And it's so low that your brain is able to pick up and read on it because all of the other devices around us are so high that our brain yeah. is like, no, 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 we're not at that speed. So we don't care about that. So it's low enough for your brain to actually interact with the waves. And so like the first... The first few sessions of it, she's like emitting a very low frequency just to see what the brain is sending off. And so it catches the size of the wavelengths and the speed, which basically shows 
um, how how developed you are in those areas and then how hard you're working in those areas. Whoa. And so you're like fully having a graph displayed in front of you showing you what areas of your brain are least developed. And so in that case, it would be like suppression. Um, so where like your brain has decided, oh, I don't really need to develop this area. So for me, like just sort of with my childhood and, and my environment, like, for example, my emotional suppression is like the smallest little sliver because at some point in my formative years, I told myself I don't I need to take after others and not be so concerned with my emotions. My emotions don't matter. And so my emotional suppression is like this tiny little sliver. And it's it's wild to see it. It's validating, but it's also like, yeah, validates everything you think. It totally does. And it's interesting because then like the analytical and critical side of my brain was like super, super high. If anything, it was like hypo suppressed, which was like over the standard. So it was like blue. Everything else is like super orange and small, super blue. So um, basically she explained like, oh, you are doing a lot of your emotional processing through the critical side of your brain because you're essentially telling yourself how you should be feeling about things. And I was like, yes, I do that. I'm always talking myself into how I should be feeling about things. Yeah. So once she does all of that, you like learn all of it. And now I'm in this process where she's starting to tweak the frequencies because essentially like there is a healthy frequency at which your brain should be operating at. And um, essentially like she sends it off and then your brain listens to that and it decides like, oh, I like this more. So I'm going to I'm gonna match this. And eventually, if you do it enough, your brain will learn like, oh, I really like this, this speed and I like this wavelength. And so what it's eventually supposed to do is just sort of like help rewire your brain and help remind your brain that it doesn't need to suppress these different areas. And what's crazy about it too is like it has helped cure so many different conditions and diseases. Like she's had patients that can hear better or like um, someone used to one of her patients like used to know Chinese and like completely forgot it because she blocked out her childhood. And then one day she woke up and like remembered the entire language and was like, like, I can speak Chinese again. So it's like kind of going into your subconscious a little bit. Yeah. Like it's it definitely it's not like creating any superpowers for you. But if there is anything that your brain has chosen to hold back, like it can help open that door again and be like, hey, it's okay to, you know, like access this again. It's really crazy. And so it's it's like helped people with memory or, yeah, any hearing loss or like sight. Um, I have really bad um like selective hearing and I'm that's the thing that I am hoping like sometimes like Phineas and I will just be hanging out and we'll be having a full-blown conversation in the middle of the sentence I'm like oh my god I have no idea what he's talking about I don't know what what why that's happening but I that is the thing that I'm hoping that I can I relate to that because so I have uh my learning disabilities processing so Mm. I have dealt with that my entire life so I feel you on that Oh, my gosh. It's very frustrating because I'm often having to ask people to repeat themselves. And it's not that you're not listening. It's just that your brain genuinely can't take in the information and process it. But it's like you hear it, but you can't process it. Yes. All the time. And like or I'll hear someone say a word and I'm like and I'll be like, wait, did you just say blah, blah, blah? And it like isn't an English word at all. And they're like, what? How did you get that from that? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I I feel you on that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about your hobbies outside of acting and YouTube, what you love about storytelling, your relationship with Phineas and so much more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love 
into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Something that I've like tried to find is outlets to um, turning shitty situations into something art. Like that's how this podcast came about. It was came yeah. about from my anxiety. Um, so that's what I've been trying to do. But do you have, I know you paint. 
I know you have a I bunch do. of hobbies. Is there a yeah. hobby during quarantine that you've picked up? Ooh, a hobby that, oh my gosh, I feel like not even specifically like painting creatively, but I did a lot of like wall painting <laughs> during, oh, okay. during COVID. Like I, I decided that I wanted to like paint my entire office and painting an entire room. That's a workout. As an individual. And also, like, I think the reason why I didn't want to hire anyone to do it because I was like, I don't want to take the furniture out and, like, covering and cover it all up. Like, I can do it wall by wall. And um, I just, like— A DIY queen. A a DIY queen. And it was—oh, my gosh, it took so long. But also I found, like, so much peace in it. Like, just— when you go all out and you get like the big roller mm. and like the pan and you're just like it's also a workout too. So weirdly enough, I found myself painting a lot of walls during COVID. I like also painted my bathroom and now <laughs> I'm thinking of painting our master bathroom. I have like the paint can like sitting there staring at me every day and I'm like, what if I just cracked it open? What if I just no no no, I should hire someone. I should just hire someone. But what if I just did it myself? Do you know what you should do that involves painting? What? I got obsessed with Bob Ross for the pandemic. And of course, I watch his videos to fall asleep. But if you go to Bob Ross Incorporated, his like website, you can buy all his paints, his brushes, his canvases, everything. And then what I would do is I'd watch Bob Ross tutorials and paint with him. Uh huh. And I actually, they came out well, like oh really God. well. And you use his paints, everything. But I saw a YouTube video where a girl did a Bob Ross painting on a wall, which could be fun to do. Oh, I saw that. I know. Oh, my gosh. That, I wish I had the, I think for me, like, I would just be like, that's that's too much happening on one wall. Like, I like things, like, so clean and minimalistic, sort of. Well, just get the Bob Ross, like, kit and paint, girl. It's great. That. Yeah, that is really, that is like really, really good information to know. I feel like going into paint stores is very intimidating. intimidating. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're like acrylic versus oil, satin versus shine versus matte. And you're just like, where do I begin? Yeah. And also I'm a perfectionist. So like whenever I'd get stressed about doing a painting, Bob Ross was like, mm-hmm. there are no mistakes, only happy accidents. And oh I was like, gosh. thanks, Bob. He like was really calming me down when I was painting. Wow. I I should really I feel like I've never like dove into that world, but do it. It's so yeah, it's so clear that it's like only a low risk high reward like experience. Yeah. Because they come out beautiful and I've seen like YouTubers you. do like yeah, let me see your let me see your paintings. I feel like I've seen so many YouTubers like painting to Bob Ross and it comes out almost exactly to what his Keep in is. mind I'm not a painter, okay? So this is without having ever really painted. This is, okay. So this was, this is for my senior thing. We were drawing on the sidewalk. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I drew, this was my first one I ever did. It wasn't on the canvas, but it was that on the sidewalk. If you can kind of see. Stunning. The classic trees. The classic. And that was just with charcoal. That was with charcoal. That's crazy. Bob Ross is a great teacher. Wow. So you were just like following everything but with charcoal? Does he have charcoal tutorials? No, I was just kind of figuring it out as I went because I need something to like That's distract amazing. my brain sometimes. Yeah. So yep. I find it very helpful. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to look into his website. I mean, Bob Ross, gonna... I mean, you're not sponsored, but Bob Ross, I love you. RIP. I mean, Bob Ross, we love you. <laughs> so another weird parallel we have is that you moved to LA mm-hmm. when you're 18. I just moved here from New York. I'm 19. And I know you used to do like red carpet stuff for Teen Vogue. I did that for Radio Disney. So I feel like we have this weird, like, similar, like, parallels happening. Parallels happening. Um, Definitely. And something that I've always been really inspired by your videos is just how driven you are in your work ethic and just getting stuff done. Because what people don't realize is they just see the finished product. But how much work it Mm -hmm. takes into just creating a video. You know, it's coming up with a concept. It's producing it. It's editing. It's being Mm -hmm. in it. What is the process like to stay so driven and not and not lose sight of like your end goal? Because it can be hard when you see like 14 right. year olds making millions of dollars from just doing these dances yeah. on TikTok. Definitely. I think like that was the evolution of YouTube that none of us could really um, anticipate for anyone that started way back in the day because 
You're an OG. I feel like you're an oh, OG. Girl, I've been doing this for so long. <laughs> I know. And I feel like right around the time I moved out was when we really started seeing like viral videos were definitely a thing. Like I think that's like what started YouTube. Like the man, there was like a video at the zoo or something. Like, but specifically like the clickbait culture and like the explosions and like. Like, when all of that sort of came into play, I think for me, because when I, when I started YouTube, it came from such an authentic place of just, like, this is so fun for me. This is fascinating. Um, I want to do this for fun. Like, I think a huge part of me held on to that. I definitely understood that it had become my job and I had to—there were responsibilities with that and taking it seriously, but also, like— yeah, I think when I started seeing that shift, it never felt authentic. And like sometimes honestly I look back and I'm like, damn, maybe I maybe I should have jumped on like some of those trends, yeah. right? Just in terms of like the types of videos that were doing really well or everyone was collaborating and I was always like But that's not you. Exactly. At the end of the day, like it's so clear that I didn't have interest in it and looking back at it now, I guess, like, I look at all my videos and, like, of course, I'm younger and so there's embarrassment in that. But, like, genuinely, I'm so proud of everything that I've made. And I think, like, holding on to that, I guess, like, integrity for for lack of a less dramatic word, it it's, like, allowed me to be really proud of my YouTube videos and be proud of the platform. And I think that's helped to, like, maintain this uh like healthy relationship that I have with it now where it doesn't feel like gimmicky or slimy or like any of these sorts of things you know and like strictly from a viewer perspective it comes across because you can go through any of your videos and you see the common theme which is just you it's it's you could tell Mm. it's not trying to be anybody else and that's refreshing especially in the world where everything is so saturated with the exact same thing so I think it's so great what you're doing what do you love about storytelling? Ooh, um, the thing that, oh gosh, I mean, honestly, like, this is where I geek out. I feel like I love every single different component coming together. Oh, I feel that. I think because I, I really, I really like, I see myself as an editor first because I just love the editing process because I feel like that is like, that is like the moment where you're the chef in the kitchen and you're like adding and piecing everything together. Putting the story together. Exactly. And I often, I'll hear sometimes like I'll just go through like different, because we have to use royalty-free music, I'll go through like royalty-free websites or whatever, SoundCloud, and I will like find a song. This was my process back in the day when I made like a lot of lookbooks where I'd, I'd find a song and I'd envision like what I could see with it and then shoot based on the song. Mm. Um, nowadays, because my content is more like just personal, I'll kind of like cut everything together, find something that feels harmonious like with the footage and then just like play around from there and like cut to the beat and then like give every every video a theme and all this stuff. And now it's like getting into like acting more and stuff. Like I I find myself like getting so excited about that because it's like on this bigger scale with like the project I just shot. I'd be like, you know, you should really have like this sort of song with this. And he's like, oh my God, you're so right. And so collaboration. Oh you know what? As a YouTuber like as someone who's been yes, you're doing everything alone. And that has been like the the most I just, I love working with people. It is really fun to allow yourself to like trust others and work on one thing together. bounce ideas off each other. Totally, totally. It's so refreshing. I think like that is definitely what's keeping me, I guess, like motivated these days and inspired and excited because if you're, yeah, it, it sometimes can feel very like isolating, kind of bouncing ideas only with yourself. Um, and I feel like I've definitely sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I could be sitting down with friends and like brainstorming videos together and stuff. But I think when you're just so used to being able to rely on yourself for so long, you get stuck in that. Yeah. So it's it's nice to be forced to like collaborate and like work with the community of people and stuff. And I'm very excited about this film, I Love My Dad, because... Thank you. First of all, what people don't realize, that I try to spread... I have a bunch of friends who are actors, 
auditioning is mm-hmm. the full-time job in itself. And then if you get booked, oh great. Gosh. And But I feel like people, I feel like I need to preface that because... <laughs> Yeah. What what would you say your ratio is per auditions? How many? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Truly, I don't even know what the ratio would be, but I can I can confirm that I've been on like thousands of auditions. It is so that whole process is so wild and you really like I feel like in order to stay, we're talking about like the sanity of social media. Meanwhile, sanity like of rejection with auditions? Oh. Girl. That is the bigger beast that I'm trying to tackle. And I think it's like, it's really, I feel very fortunate in the fact that like, I have many different things going on. And so I try every time I go into an audition room or if I'm prepping for like a self tape, just reminding myself to have fun. I think it is so easy to sense that in a room. And I genuinely feel like the projects that I have booked or the, the the projects that I've gone like super far along the process are the ones where I'm like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm never going to get this, you know? And yeah. having that approach really helps with the constant rejection because that is just the industry that it is. And there are so many people going out for the same role and there are so many factors that are like outside of yourself that are not in your control. And it's so not about you. And it's so hard to realize that too. I know a hundred percent. And it's like, so it's, it's tricky. It's yeah, there are lots of auditions all the time. Lots, many, many, many. Um, and, and yeah, that is just a part of it and accepting that and just being game. I think also like, you know, we're talking about how like perspective is everything. I think too, for anyone that is like trying to get into acting and, um, wanting to take it seriously and everything. I think also like looking at every audition as an opportunity to show face in front of a new casting director or like I just just meeting people if anything. A hundred percent. And I think like things always come full circle. There have been so many moments where like there's a project that I that I've recently like been attached to. I can't really say anything about it because I'm like crossing my fingers that it happens, but we'll manifest. They will manifest, manifest, but they had seen like older tapes of mine that for roles I never booked, but they were like, I loved your tape for this specific thing. And, and that's how we knew you were the right person for that. And so you just never know where your efforts are like really going to come back in your direction, you know? Yeah. And so and yeah. it's, it's really hard to feel like you're, at least I feel this way where like you're behind. Yeah. So we had Wayne Brady on. He was the, he kicked off the season three and he said, um, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're mm-hmm. not ahead of anyone. You're not behind. And yeah. that's something that I'm constantly having to tell myself mm-hmm. because it's so e- We're in a world where it's so easy to compare yourself and especially with social media. A hundred percent. And I think if we all just realize we're all on our own path, yeah. there's room for everybody Yep. There shouldn't be any competition because we're all on our own journey. And also to add to that, like, don't compare your chapter one to someone's like chapter 20. I think like, especially in the beginning, I used to totally look up to like different actresses and think like, oh my gosh, I, I wish I was booking these sorts of roles and stuff. And then I look back at it and I'm like, They've been acting since they were five and I have been acting for only five years, you know, and and remembering that as well, that it's like 100 percent. Everyone is on their own path. Everyone is on a different part and a different chapter of their journey. And like, I think you're totally right that there's room for everyone. I just in terms of like content opportunities, platforms, mediums, like we are at a time where there is so much of it. Yeah, truly. And um, I think that it's it's great it's very um very fruitful and i and it's really encouraging because there's yeah there's just like so much happening so so much going okay claudia we have to take one more quick break but when we come back i want to talk to you about the difference between working alone like creating youtube content versus being in a movie and working with production teams and having that collaborative process phineas and so much more we'll be right back This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're also living in a world where instant gratification is everything. You post, you get the instant gratification of the likes. But when you're working on a movie or developing these projects that won't see the light of day for a long time. Oh my gosh. Yep. You really have to like practice patience. A hundred percent. What has that been like for you? Because oh. <laughs> you can just post a video and then get that instant gratification. But I love I love my dad. It doesn't even have a set release date yet. Mm-mm, nothing. Exactly. I know. It is. Yeah, that is one of, you know what? I think, um, I think having patience for those things, and I often feel like the things that take the most time, like they're taking the most time for a reason. I mean, of course, like a YouTube video versus a feature film, very different. And just a little. I think it just a little bit different. Just a little <laughs> bit different. Um, and I think like it just it's a sign of like how precious it it helps. It's exciting, like just having this build up because it's it's helping me just like continue to appreciate the opportunity and what it is and and hopefully what it becomes and what people's reaction will will be to it and i feel like like don't you sort of feel like in terms of the immediate gratification so there's like posting a photo maybe one of the easiest things you can really do right and you get it immediately and then it's like a youtube video or a podcast episode there's like a little bit more time and there's a little bit more time into the editing and then the release of it and then okay great now it's here and it's like so i don't know i feel like the things that take a long time um it's the instant gratification kind of goes away because you're kind of like okay yeah. I'm just put it out. Like that's how I feel at this point. Yeah. And totally and like also don't you feel like with the things that do give you immediate gratification, you get over it sooner because you got it so fast. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're like, all right, on to the next. That's a really good point, Claudia, because I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And I got the most satisfaction. The most satisfaction was when we launched season one because that was the most length of time it took. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I haven't thought of that. It sort of like works both ways. Like it'll, yeah. it takes the most time leading up to it and then like just keeps you so fulfilled and like grateful for it. Also just continuing on past its life, you know? Like an, like an album, for yeah. example. Yeah. Right? Like it'll take a couple of years to produce, but then mm. the shelf life is years and years, if not decades. Yeah. Which is so great with that. Yeah. What would you say the best piece of advice you've received is? Ooh, the best piece of advice I've ever received. Um, I think, like, the reoccurring theme that I'm having for myself right now or, like, what I'm reminding myself, and I've definitely heard somewhere, I don't know by who, but it's, like, at the end of the day, all you have is you. Like, you, you are there when you are born. You are there every single day with yourself. You are there to the end of your days. And I think like that's really important because I find that I like often lose myself in my environment and my surroundings. Like whoever I'm talking to or, you know, my relationship or my friendships, like I I often give so much of I'm a big people pleaser and I'm working on it and it's gotten way better. <laughs> oh, girl, I feel that. See, I knew we had a lot in common. I just knew it. I know. <laughs> We're like unveiling. All the onions layers are unveiling. I know. And I, so I just feel that I often lose myself and sort of give up all these self-sacrifices in order to make sure everyone around me is comfortable. And like, that is definitely a great quality to have, but knowing where your limit is, um, is really important. Like my therapist, uh, this was like a few months ago, but it just hit me so hard. I one time like flipped a question to her and I was like, if you are stuck in a position where you know you're going to disappoint someone or you can just sort of disappoint yourself by like, you know, pleasing them, like, are you always choosing to disappoint the other person? And she was like, 100%. And I was like, really? Like, even like, see, my mind goes to the other thing. I know. I'm like, but what if it's like a really big deal for the person? Like, it, let's say it's their birthday or whatever, and you just don't have a lot of energy, but it's fine. You can suck it up and you can. Do- and she's like, if you keep disappointing yourself, eventually you will just disappoint everyone. And that stuck with me because, wow. right? 
Like if you keep just giving and giving your time and your energy, if you don't give yourself the time to like fuel up and and have be full enough to be able to give, like there's a big difference between giving and pleasing. Oh, absolutely. Pleasing is like an I lose you in situation because I am taking from essentially like just there's nothing of me. Like I am just taking pieces of me because there is nothing extra in there to give. Absolutely. And then on the other side of it, giving is like when you have enough to share and it's an I win, you win situation. And so I think that is really important. Like our relationship with ourselves and what we're saying to ourselves literally like affects the way that we are seeing everything and like interpreting everything. And the way people see us too. A hundred percent. And I think that like, I think that is my answer, my very long answer to your question because it impacts like every aspect of life. Would you say now that Phineas is on tour, you're having yeah. some time to just reflect? Because I know I'm sure you're going to go to some tour dates, but that's yeah. that's a whole other thing because I'm sure you want to go to as many shows as you can and mm-hmm. to be a supportive partner and all that. But at the same time, got to focus on you. 100%. So this tour kind of, it's really perfect how it's laid out. So I've had like roughly... This whole week without him, which like, you know, in the moment when you're saying goodbye, you're so sad. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss you. Distance makes the heart grow fonder, though. Exactly. It is so important to have that balance. And so I have been high key loving and vibing. Yes. Having the house to myself. Been loving it. Just like even in terms of like choosing what breakfast I want to eat choosing yeah, what show you want to watch what show I want to watch what time I want to walk the dog you know all these little things that usually are very communal decisions for us um so that has been really fun and then next week I'm flying to Chicago for the Chicago show since my parents live there and then after that I have another week to myself which I'm excited about as well it's like the perfect amount of like yeah yeah what has it been like having such a public relationship so that's a that's a beast in itself. I know it really is. And I I truly feel like we got so lucky with each other because we were kind of we were talking about this the other day and saying like it's pretty wild that we are both our feeling about like being public about dating, like we're so happy that we're on the same page with it. Um oh, yeah. You know, because we have certain friends that are in relationships and you just like couldn't even tell online, which is which is totally fine because it's up to personal preference. And I just I think we're both like, thank God that we are in a great, healthy place. And I think at this point, too, it's like the relationship always comes first. I think that's really, really important because we recognize like how many life changes we've made together in terms of like, you know, buying this house together and having mortgage that we're splitting and like having a dog. We, we're literally like talking about it on FaceTime. So badass. It is very adult of us. It's very sexy. It's so adult and it's so badass. (laughs) Um, We were talking about it over FaceTime last night. I was like showing him peaches and I was like, I was like, oh, um, what did I say? I was like, funny that we can never break up for Peach's sake. She deserves better. And he's like, you're absolutely right. It's it's all about Peaches. It's a child. And so I think it's like the way to do it is just to always know that like it's always the relationship first. And there are definitely times with posting online where sometimes it can feel like, oh, gosh, are we like posting too much? Like sometimes we'll look at our feeds and we're like, is there too much coupley happening on here? Because we often will have feelings about some couples that share so much and we're like, oh my God, this is too much. This is out of control. They need to stop being so gushy. And then we're like, wait, but let's... <laughs> I feel like for three years in... Yeah, you tell me. You guys post a solid amount. Not too much. Not. I think it's a fair amount. Okay. Very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> but I also think like whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't not because if you don't want to. So true. Yeah, but take a cute photo, post it. It's your feed. Because at the end, at the end of the day, yeah, and he's he's like he's also like my best friend. I spend every day with him, and so exactly. like of course I just have more photos with him than like anyone else. He's your life partner. I'm like I look cute in this photo, so like you it's don't going up. Like, crop him out. That'll look even weirder. People <laughs> think you broke 
woke up if you cropped it out. They'd be like, what is happening exactly? Um, but I think, I guess the other fun thing about being public is that, like, there's never any room for anyone to, like, pry too much in terms of, like, anyone being like, so what's going on? Because he wasn't in your last video. You know, like, it's, I don't know, there's something nice about being like, we're we're mom and dad of the internet. And I love that. Everything is great, and here we are. And um, I, like, at the end of the day, I just feel so grateful that he is so comfortable being in my YouTube videos. Like, that, that truly, like, I could never force upon someone or change someone in order to, to, I guess, like, not fit that role, but just, like, to be comfortable with it. And, like, he genuinely is all that he's always, like, you should be vlogging this. This is hilarious. Go get your camera. You know, it's it feels it's so we love a supportive boyfriend who is down for it. Oh, I love that. We love that. Exactly. And encourages. We love a boyfriend who supports an independent woman. That's what we all need. It is really sweet to know that, like, I I'm never feeling like I am, like, dampening the moment or pestering by, like, asking to film something because I think at the end of the day, like, he also recognizes how many, like, memories we're documenting and that's really sweet. And, like, when when we're spending time apart, you know, he's, like, telling me about how he's watching our old, like, Coachella vlog and, and just, like, reminiscing on the days. And so... That's so sweet. It's just really sweet. And then it's, like... You know, fingers crossed, we get married and have kids eventually one day and like manifest, 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 manifest. And manifest, manifest, manifest. We get to show our kids like footage of us looking young and hot. (laughs) When you started dating, you could see the journey. I know. Like that's that's such a gift you're going to be able to give that. Like that's awesome. My biggest fear is like having a child that is like so uninterested in it. Like I'm going to be like, if you want to see what your mom was like from 13 to, you know, whatever age, it is all there. And they're going to be like, absolutely not. Why would I waste my time? At one point they'd have to be. I don't know how you wouldn't be interested in that. Right. I mean, like you guys are having a pretty awesome, incredible life, but I'm sure something that's so important is to stay grounded which is something that I feel like we all need to do more and feel centered with. Do you meditate? Oh my gosh. I have been on a meditation kick as of lately. I literally meditated right before this, actually. I meditated this morning for the first time. You're like reading my mind. Oh my God. Did you like it? Did you do a guided? Did you, what'd you do? I did a five minute YouTube good morning thing. I kind of fell asleep to it though. Amazing. No, that is honestly, that's so wonderful to hear because I feel like if you go in too hard and too long, like you will not find it. It's not sustainable. No, it is not sustainable. And it is such a, it's it's the same as working out. Truly. It's like working out for your mind. And like, I, I feel that when I'm in a really good uh, whatever, like, rhythm with meditation, like, it's easier for me to clear the mind because it's all about, like, just letting thoughts kind of, like, subside and and allowing them to just come and go. But when you first start, you're like, all I can think about is what I have to do once I finish this meditation and I have to send this text message and I have to do this and then, oh, my God, I have to pick this up. So it's one of those things where, like, I have not found <laughs> the answer to it. I have not found what works best just yet because I'm constantly like trying different apps. It's a journey. It's a journey. Uh, the meditation I listened to just before this was by Louise Hay. Um, she was an author. She wrote the book, You Can Heal Your Life, which you may have heard of. It's like a self-helpy book. It's a feel-good, okay. feel-good type of book. But her voice is really – she's like all about self-affirmations, which – Honestly, they make me feel good. So, like, it's That's like what they're meant to do. So they're doing their job. Exactly. And so it's like a, it's kind of a long one. It's like a twenty-four minute meditation. That's impressive <laughs> that you can do that. But it's guided. She's like talking the whole time, so you're just kind of laying there and like feeling good as she's like sweetly speaking in your ears. Um, the silent ones, I cannot, I can't do those yet. Claudia. I am so happy that you came on my podcast. This was so much fun. When I Love My Dad comes out, we got to do a part two. Phineas can come too. Yes. We could talk about all the movie. We could talk about when it's out and more. Beautiful. This conversation meant so much. So thank you so much for taking the time. 
Oh, it was so wonderful meeting you. This was so sweet. I truly feel like <laughs> there's there's clearly just like so much we can relate on. And we just like met in the middle and we were like, I see you, you see me. <laughs> you, and you know it's real when you can make a connection on Zoom. I know. That's rare. Seriously. Well, thank you so much for making my day. Literally, this was so much fun. Oh my goodness. And I will be back. Are two coming soon, ladies and gents? Amazing. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. If you want, subscribe, follow, leave a comment. I always love to hear your feedback on the episodes. Claudia, thank you so much for coming on. This conversation was so refreshing and I genuinely loved it. And if you want, follow me on Instagram at it, Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. And I will see you guys next week with another episode. I'll see you later. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts